1: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your, Your Angry, Angry Neighborhood, Neighborhood feminist. feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. And this is a mini episode. Mini! Mini, mini, mini. Yeah. Minnie Mouse. Sure. That'd be fun. That would
0: be fun. Probably <laughs> annoying for our listeners if we did the entire episode in Minnie and Mickey Mouse voices. So uh-huh. that's, that's Mickey. We won't do that. <laughs> I'm also not good at cartoon voices. So oh, Mickey, you're so funny. There you go. I just talk like this the whole time. Please don't. <laughs> um, okay, so the first thing I had on my list to talk about was uh, Jesse Smollett. Yes. Because I figured... This is something that's really important to talk about especially as we head into um Black History Month. I mean, it would have been important to talk about regardless. Right. So, uh, a couple of days ago, so Tuesday? I want to so, say it was I think it
1: was too. Tuesday is when we posted about it. Yes, yeah, so so, it was Tuesday. Yeah.
0: So, um on Tuesday, I believe, in the early morning, so it could have been Monday, Monday night. night uh Jesse uh Jesse Smollett who is a actor on the TV show Empire mm-hmm. he is a gay actor uh African American actor he was attacked in a racially uh and homophobic yeah the motivated crime yeah Um, So he was leaving a restaurant. He was walking to a subway when two men came out and started shouting racist and homophobic slurs
1: at him. Yeah. And then wrapped a rope around his neck. Right. And I don't know if they, like, splashed bleach on his face or doused it somehow. Yes. I heard heard allegedly it was
0: Yeah, allegedly it's bleach. I think formally they've said it a chemical substance, right? Um, but I think it was bleach. Yes, they they splashed that on his body or or poured it over his, uh, over his head, and it's being reported as a premeditated attack. Yeah, because although it's very cold in Chicago, who
1: just carries bleach around with them? Who just
0: carries a noose around? You know, like because they had on ski masks. Oh. But it is extremely cold in Chicago. People wear that is, that ski is true. masks. It's like negative sixty degrees right now. Um, but the fact that they had a rope and they also had bleach uh, hints that it is premeditated. Do
1: you think that they were specifically going after him?
0: Uh, I do because there is some evidence as well that he was receiving letters. Okay. Uh, at Empire. That were homophobic letters.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, racist letters. They had
1: to get guards for the show. Yes. So they've gotten
0: guards for all members of the show at this point. But yeah, he was sent. I've seen two things where he was sent a letter that had, you know, MAGA on it. Yeah. And also was highly racist and homophobic, was covered in slurs. Yeah. And then he also received, there also was a letter received that had a white substance in it to the Empire cast. Ooh. So. That's what I've heard. Yeah. And he, then didn't they
1: say something like, this is MAGA generation? MAGA or country said, MAGA is what country, they said. yeah. But
0: that is under dispute right now because yeah. there were witnesses to everything else. The witness to that, them saying that, was his agent who he was on the phone with. Okay. Um, so his agent who he was on the phone with said that no one else has, to my knowledge. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. Um, right. I just like to put that out there with a grain of salt because yeah. while I completely Buy believe it. Yeah. that it is something that has happened, um, I also want to make sure that when we are talking about these things that we're being right. as, like, truthful as possible. Yeah,
1: or just stating what has, what's alleged. What's occurred. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, that way no one can come back at us and be like, you're over, you know, sen- sen- sensationalizing
1: yeah. this situation. These are just things we've read.
0: Right. So in
1: the news. It's...
0: Horrifying. Like it honestly made me when I heard that. It like made my heart skip a beat because, as a person of color, like in the year twenty nineteen, and I understand that's such an arbitrary way of saying anything because who, who cares about a year? What does it mean? But it's
1: still. I feel like it's something that you sometimes think that you're safer than you are and it's that whole it couldn't happen to me kind of mentality that when you see that it it is someone who is so much like you in a way that it's shocking right like we felt
0: like we grew up he's actually biracial you know half half white half black and like i feel like there are a lot of similarities between him and i in that Mm -hmm. way understanding what it's like to grow up as a biracial child a black child really Mm -hmm. um There was so much safety. Like, you felt so safe in the 90s. Like, we were fed this idea that we were living in kind of like a post-racial society. Yeah. And so... Which was
1: false. Which was absolutely false. It it was was false, but but there was a sense of... Safety. Right. I mean, you I was under afraid. the impression that racism was in a past tense. You right, yes.
0: Yeah. Like you weren't afraid of someone putting a noose over your head. Like that yeah. to me is so scary. Get That's
1: so far back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like especially that specific uh action like detail of yeah. it is so like historic sounding. You know what I mean? Right. It doesn't sound like something that would happen. But now. every
0: black person is raised with the with that being such a, a scary thing. Yeah. I mean, because my grandparents lived actively with the fear of that. You yeah. know, and it was something that happened prevalently. In the city that I'm from, Springfield, Missouri, the square that I spent a lot of my time in, the downtown square, mm-hmm. um, famously Hung three black people in wow. that square, and it caused such a huge race like race divide in that city that most of the black population left. Yeah, like eighty something percent of the black population left Springfield at that point. I don't blame them at all? And it's something that the city has carried with it forever. And so the fear of being lynched is ingrained. I feel like yeah. it's like a trauma well, memory.
1: And, and they talk about that too, which I think we discussed last year during Black History Month, where. The black culture, what's, what's passed down through generations, like, it does have a lasting effect on the children or, like, the next generation, even if they right. haven't lived it. I can't remember you what can it's called. You can inherit trauma. Think, yes. Yeah, thank you. Because I can't remember there was, like, a name for it and, like, there was someone that was talking about it. I don't remember what it right, was. It's... But they do talk about that inherited trauma trauma that you have where you have an inherent fear or like a knowing almost that has been passed down through generations. Right. It's the same
0: thing you see in um in descendants of Holocaust survivors I was just gonna
1: say, yeah, a lot yeah. of that's something that I feel like the Jewish community holds on to very tightly because they should. It's something that we should never forget. And it's the same thing with how um, black people were treated and continue to be treated in America and all over the world, right?
0: And we also don't want to focus solely on the fact that this was clearly a, a racially motivated attack because right. it was also very clearly a homophobic, a homophobic attack. Yeah, um, they said a lot of really homophobic things to him, yeah. and he has also been such an outspoken advocate for Which LGBTQ has people.
1: Got to be hard for him now because. I feel like if something, you know, I can't relate to either of those things. So it's hard for me to even imagine what I would be, you know, hurt for, you know what I mean, with mm-hmm. my with my privilege. But it's like being an advocate for something, I can't imagine being injured because of it. And then having to brave up because I don't think he's going to stop in that fight. You know, he's no, not going to no. stop. Yeah, like I don't that. think so. But how hard would it be? Because you see, you've seen the result of your activism right. going badly, right. and like that would just be that. I mean, he's going to have to deal with a lot of trauma right now. I really feel for him. Yeah, I and, do too. Thank God, he's okay, but I mean, the emotional damage.
0: Yeah, is and heavy. just the anger, and I really hope that they find whoever did this. I really hope they do. Too. Um, you know, and. I've seen some articles on the right. Just like while I was looking up articles to Mm -hmm. read, uh, the National Review, which is just a fucking god awful Mm -hmm. publication. Um, they have made claims essentially that they don't entirely believe him, or they think he's withholding information, or whatever. And yeah, of course they don't because Because it's
1: because uh, again, allegedly it's the right who attacked him. So they. That can't be their narrative. They don't want to hold up a mirror it. to
0: themselves and say, what does this mean well, about and they, us?
1: They can't now. I feel like, you know, when we look at Donald Trump or we look at a lot of the right, they've gone so far to create these... Narratives and conspiracies that they can't back down now because they're too prideful. There's no way that they can say we were wrong, right? Well, and and that's what's hard. They don't want to equate
0: their symbols like MAGA or the MAGA hat to violence, like because for a long time, it's just like that little piece of shit kid who him and his classmates were at that pro life rally and they were like in the face of that Native American guy. Oh yeah, Um, and they were all wearing MAGA hats and. They don't understand, like, no, you're not wearing a clan hood, but in modern-day America... It is. Like, a MAGA hat is really... It evokes the same kind of feelings in me as a Confederate flag, you know yeah. what I mean? It's the same thing. Or
1: of, like, the cloaks of the KKK, you know? Yeah, something it's, that's it's this...
0: And they know that. It's, it's like You only wear them as... It's not just a politician's yeah. hat. It says something else. It says that you're part of a group. And if you are going to say things like, the reason why they say it's MAGA country is basically like saying it's white country and yeah. we don't want your kind here. And we know exactly what that means. Yes. So you can hide behind it as if it's just a political slogan all you want. It has history, turned into something history else. History will
1: show what, right. what the truth is. Yeah. I truly believe. Absolutely. I was, like, I was out to eat for lunch a couple weeks ago and there was that like older white gentleman in a—I shouldn't even call him a gentleman—guy in a MAGA hat, and he was sitting with, like, a group of, like, black men and women and children, and I was so confused. I was like, what is happening? I was just glaring at this motherfucker, and my boyfriend was just like, I want to punch him in the face. Yeah, I I mean,
0: I will say, like, I went to a rally not too long ago, um— and there was someone who was across the square, we were in Pershing Square, and there was someone who was across the square from us who was in a red hat that looked like that. And all of us were whispering quietly because we were at... It
1: probably said something else.
0: We were at a, yeah, we were at a gun, uh, anti-gun rally, and... A lot of us were like whispering to ourselves, like, "Is what is that?" Like, yeah. all of us were scared because we're at an anti-gun rally. Exactly. And if somebody shows up with a MAGA hat on to us, that says, "Like, what's this motherfucker about to do?" Like, yeah. is he gonna like open fire? There's a lot of mm-hmm. anti-gun advocates mm-hmm. in one space, you know. And it turned out that he it was one of those mock hats that said something else on it. Like, it was. Those
1: are fucking dangerous. Now. They're they're
0: dangerous because even though clearly he was there on our side, it
1: was an anti-Trump hat that was yeah, made to look like a, a red Trump hat, hat. Though, and you're like. Fuck. Look,
0: yeah, it was a red hat with white no, writing this, on it, and it this scared said us. said Make
1: America Great Again, because I thought that, too, because at the first march that we went to after he was elected, I had seen, like, a Make America Rage Again and Make America Gay Again. I've seen a lot of those hats, so mm-hmm. I wanted to make sure that, like, I was seeing what I was seeing, but he was close enough to me that I right. could see what his hat said, but and I was just
0: so it's, perplexed. regardless, it strikes fear in you. Yeah. It, like, it says something different now, and yeah. um, so regardless of what their motivations were whether they were political or not whether they said this is maga country or not um it's still
1: pretty clear what their intentions were and where and where they stand on on those things on those issues yeah, yeah.
0: and so i just offer him all of the like light and love that we have and Most a definitely. speedy recovery yeah you know,
1: just. Both physically and mentally, my gosh. Yes.
0: And for his family because yes. how scary. How so scary. scary. That's not a call you ever think you're going to get, I no. don't think, about your brother or, or no, you know, not son.
1: At all. Uh, should we talk about the shutdown being over? Yes, you Let's guys. But although it's like the shutdown's over, but there's still this like looming, like, is there going to be a national emergency called and things like that? Well, it's
0: is... also super fucking infuriating because, yes, the shutdown is over, mm-hmm. but basically. The shutdown happened for no reason. Yeah. Because they gave Trump... And we
1: lost so
0: much. We lost so much, and Trump is essentially going to sign this budget plan that was presented to him in the first place. Yeah. So it didn't need to happen. Yeah. How many did we say? Like, 800,000 Americans were, like, without jobs or working without pay for
1: three weeks, three and a half weeks? Have you seen that um, from the Instagram Overheard LA where... The guy is like, should I take out my laptop? And the TSA agent's just like, I don't care. I'm not getting paid. Yeah. Um, I
0: mean, true. <laughs> yeah. And, like, so all of our safety was at risk because yeah. the TSA is not doing their job. The air traffic controllers don't give a fuck because yeah. no one's getting paid. Yeah. Um. And, and we're going to talk about this in a second, with the dangerous weather that is happening throughout the Midwest, yeah. thank fucking God the government opened back up because people yeah. weren't able to pay their bills. Yeah. They weren't able to pay their heating bills. Can you yeah. imagine? No.
1: No, I can't imagine. So fuck you Trump for closing the fuck, government for no reason. Fuck you. But he's still like he like quote unquote gave in, but he still kind of has this looming like I can do it again. I can Keegan's face right now. I can do it again. I can call a national emergency, all this kind of stuff. And the biggest reason as we all know for this shutdown in Trump's mind was the wall right <laughs> sure so the house democrats unveiled a new border security plan on wednesday that contains no money for a physical barrier along the us mexico divide defying president president trump's insistence on a wall of some kind to stave off any to save off another government shutdown so like i said he's basically like they they're giving him this plan of no physical barriers yet he's still saying he's still holding on to this idea of a physical wall uh, the Democrats dismissed the president's insistence on physical barriers on the border, arguing that the security funds would be better spent elsewhere. Because, yes. of course, they would be. And if, they're, and if they want better security, there's other ways to go about it. Because, as we just said, we've seen that walls can and will be tunneled under, cut through, or scaled, said Representative Pete Aguilar. We cannot focus on archaic solutions in order to address this very modern problem. Technology works for securing yes. the border. He has such an old-fashioned... I was just telling Keegan, I just read a, a a great book called A Night Divided about this girl who was on the east side of the Berlin Wall and her half of her family was on the other side and about tunneling underneath the wall. It was a beautiful story. And it is such an old-fashioned, quote-unquote, way of thinking of building a physical barrier. Well, and here's the thing to me... Um,
0: I've heard it described as a racist monument or a monument to racism. It it totally is. And to me, I think that that's really what it is. I think he wants... He needs
1: the physical structure in order to feel that what he's done can be remembered. That he's
0: accomplished something, yes.
1: Yeah. He He wants... It's like a trophy. It is.
0: Yeah. He doesn't want to leave office without having something that says Trump was here. Mm -hmm. And that's why he wants a wall. I don't even think it has anything to do with national security. No. I don't think it has anything to do with any of that. Because I
1: feel like the options he's been given are so much better than building a physical wall. Agreed. I really don't have an issue when it comes to security, as long as the security is not being within the way that it has been, where people are being kept in prisons, basically, for trying to come into the country. I don't think our immigration laws are correct. A lot of those things. I don't believe in it. Yeah,
0: I don't know anybody who's like, we don't need any security at the border. No, like, nobody not... is feeling that way. I don't
1: have anything against some sort of security for certain risks as far as, you know, drugs or, you know, things like that. Like, it's fine. And maybe it's because I was raised to believe that that was a threat. I don't really know the numbers of how threatening that actually I is. I mean, I
0: don't know. But I think regardless of what the numbers are on that, of course there's always going to be, like, there needs to be some kind of security yeah. in and out of our country. Like, right. I, I understand that. that. I'm like,
1: it doesn't mean that I'm fearful or no. don't believe that, like, the people of Mexico should be able to come over. Because I feel like, you know, you look at the Statue of Liberty and the poem that's written there, it's like... I don't know all the words to it, but it's, like, it's basically, we will take anybody your huddled masses. to be here. Yeah. Yeah, and so I feel like it's Give so... Give me your tired, your poor. Thank yeah. you, Keegan. I, I don't know like... all
0: of it, either. It's not like I have it memorized. But, but yeah. yeah, I mean, clearly, I think most people agree. There needs to be some amount of security, and honestly, there there needs to be some kind of something in place as far as, like, immigration goes, like... That makes sense. We
1: can't just... You can't just walk over. I get that. But, right. But, the, but, but it needs to be better than the way it's going. It needs to be not... Common people. sense. Like, just, it, it just, just don't be fucking It needs people. to be not
0: racist. Yeah. Like, honestly. Totally. Because so much no, of this is reasons, just racism. And
1: the reasons that he's saying we need the security and the tighter immigration laws is purely racism. Oh, no. His he's just making up not facts. not legitimate. He just
0: made up... Whenever yeah. he... He did some kind of either press conference or something where he was talking about why we needed this wall and... So much of it was just him making shit mm. up. Like, he was just making shit up he's about... he's trying
1: to buy people over and he knows that there are people in the media that will back him up that makes it look better than what he said. And he's just
0: playing on people's fears yeah, by saying, like, this percentage of people coming across the Mexico border are terrorists. And yeah, it's, like, and it's kind no. of like the
1: whole, like, had your sisters, had your wives. Yeah, yeah. getting raped Oh, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, that's basically like, what he's the doing. Calm fuck down, dude. So Trump has threatened that if the committee does not produce a solution he likes, he will shut down the government again or declare a national emergency to circumvent Congress and use the military to build the border wall for which he long claimed Mexico would pay.
0: I don't think he's going to shut the government down again. I hope not. Because I don't... His approval ratings... There are still people who fucking back Trump no matter what, even well, given all the dumb shit he's done and said
1: Exactly. But his The Republicans have no desire to go into this. Because again. they're like, no 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 no. His approval
0: ratings if he does this a second time are going to fucking plummet. Because at that point I'm like, fucking do it again. Let's just plummet you into the ground, motherfucker. I mean, I agree, except for that like real lives are gonna be fucking. No, And I know that logic. Yeah, no. At the same time, I'm like,
1: Destroy him. I I
0: am with you on, like, I'm like, you know what? If you want to, like, destroy yourself, shut the government down again.
1: Yeah. Ah, geez. So, when asked about Democrats' newfound insistence that they cannot fund a physical border barriers at all, Representative Lucille Roybal-Allard, Roybal-Allard. I don't know. Uh, Who chairs the appropriations... Subcommittee on Homeland Security said that there's a lot of new technology now that is available that was not available when we made other decisions. Republicans on the committee echoed some of the Democrats' calls for improved technology to screen cargo and stop drug shipments, but they followed Trump in calling for a physical barrier as part of the overall solution.
0: Okay, but maybe talk to the fucking border patrol agents and, like, the head of border security that's, like... To get
1: information on what's an actual threat. Because they
0: have said, like, the head of border security has said, a physical barrier makes sense in certain places. It does not make sense to have a sea to shining sea fucking wall that spans the entirety of our border. Like, he's like, that doesn't make sense. He's like, having it in specific locations makes sense. Having it for the entire <laughs> entirety of our border makes no sense. Like, no. we're not doing that. We're building an island, apparently. Jesus fucking Christ. So, want to talk about them cold weathers, Keegan? Yes. My um, subject line for this section of my notes is, Midwest is cold as fuck. <laughs> so.
1: Literally, that's like... Half of my Instagram feed is all my friends. Well, you're from Minnesota. So, dying. Everybody's throwing boiling water and watching it freeze in the air. Right. I saw a girl go outside with wet
0: hair and it just stood straight up. Yeah. Which also I was like, hey, don't go outside with wet hair. It's too
1: too cold for that shit. You're going to die. Like, you're going to catch your death. Yeah. And then, like, my friend last night was saying, because he's from my hometown, and he was saying that, like, the beer distributors can't. Can't be, they can't distribute beer because the cans are going to explode. So yeah, there's man. no beer. Should have prepped for that shit. I know. We knew this polar vortex was coming. <laughs> like have like a like a safe, what is it called? We had like a fruit cellar in my house where we kept a bunch of stuff. Just like stack up the beers yeah, I'm and not even.
0: I'm not even going to front. Like, of course, I would make a priority to get, you know, milk, eggs, No, bread. I'm not even, I mean, yes, but, of
1: course, but we need yes, alcohol. 60% of my cart is going to be wine bottles. My boyfriend bought... Four bottles of wine tonight because we go through that much fucking wine. Wine both, is amazing. We both drink wine, yes. so it's like, and then we'll have people over or we'll whatever. I ain't sorry about it. Listen, no, I'm like we need to stock up on this. Shit. I gotta do what I gotta do
0: to get through the week, <laughs> exactly. but okay, you know, joking aside, mm-hmm. because you know it, it's bad. It's it's bad. It's like people are dying. People yeah. are literally dying. Yeah, um, because the temperatures are insanely low. So the in inwe- the Midwest has endured. The worst polar vortex of all time with record-breaking lows. Yeah. Um, in parts of Minnesota, temps are dropping to as low as negative 77 with the windchill factor. So... It's not quite like you look at the temperature and it says negative 77, but but with the wind chill. If you
1: do not know the Midwest, the wind chill, like you look at the temperature and that's all good and great, you look at the wind chill. Right. Because when I was in Minnesota last, it was negative 40 wind chill and I was like dying. Insane. Yeah, no, it's insane. Negative 77 is... Bonkers, right? Insane. And if you
0: if you think about it this way, that's over a hundred degrees below freezing. Yeah. So that's crazy. This yeah. is not anything that the Midwest has experienced. No. Um, and the Midwest has experienced some crazy. Oh like, yeah, cold- I
1: would get school off for like really cold days right. when it was dangerous. When yeah. I was there last time? It was the same thing, and then again. People can't go to their jobs. People can't go right. to school. Yes, like, because they're, their actually lives saying, are being stunted.
0: they're actually saying that frostbite can occur within minutes yeah. of your skin being exposed. So when you go out, like that's why I'm saying about the girl who went out with her wet hair to see what, what nope. would happen, and her hair like rose up and froze. Do you it in a doll, but,
1: whatever. Like, right, <laughs> but
0: like, yes, because it's that dangerous. If you are outside for minutes at a time and your skin is exposed, so that's like... You need to be wearing ski masks. You need to be wearing gloves um, because that's what can happen. They're actually advising that you do not talk yeah. outside. They're like, if you need to go outside, go outside, get in your car, limit the amount of time you talk because you don't want to bring in air this cold into your lungs. Oh, my God. Um, so, there are all-time record lows broken in parts of Illinois, including Chicago, yeah. and in parts of Iowa. Um, <laughs> Trump tweeted, and I just had to read this, because... Here's the thing. On the right... So, I think the Drudge Report, which is a right uh, news outlet, in quotes. It's yeah. It's not even really, like, a news outlet. Media it's, outlet of some sort. Sure. Got it. Um, the Drudge Report basically said that, like, is this calling climate change into question? Because... Global warming, what's that? It's so cold. Oh, um, God. So Trump, this fucking moron, he tweeted, In the beautiful Midwest, wind chill temperatures are reaching minus 60 degrees, the coldest ever recorded. In coming days, expected to get even colder. People can't last outside, even for minutes. What the hell is going on with global whamming? I think he <laughs> means warming, but... Global whamming is what he said.
1: Hamburgers and whamming and uh, smocking. Hamburgers. <laughs>
0: um, please. Smocking,
1: hamburgers, whamming, uh, all
0: of it. Trump speak. And he says, please come back fast. We need you. Talking about global warming. What
1: the fuck?
0: But it went viral because somebody tweeted him. A science enthusiast at Enthusiast on Twitter <laughs> replied and said, glad you asked. The polar vortex is supposed to stay in the north pole, but dwindling sea ice from climate change has caused the vortex to split in three places, yeah. and that's why it's cold down here. Polar vortex splits like this will become more and more common as climate change worsens. But um Pssh, yes, so in your
1: face motherfucker.
0: I kind of wanted to address this a little bit because people Every fucking year, if it gets cold, I'm very annoyed about it. Every fucking year. Every year. Every year when climate it gets cold, change, people are warming, like, "What?" and listen, that's our bad scientists, I'm including myself <laughs> with them, that's our bad for calling it global warming in the first place. We shouldn't have. Yeah. We changed it to climate change, it should have always been climate change, because you gave the right something to cling on to, and it should yeah. never have been that. Um, so, there is a difference between weather... Which is what we're experiencing right now, and climate. They're not the same thing, and you'd think that the president would know that. Yeah. So I'm going to read to you from the oceanservice.noaa.gov, so it's a government website. Got it. About the difference between climate and weather.
1: Teach me, girl. Okay.
0: Think about it this way climate is what you expect. Weather is what you get. Weather is what you see outside on any particular day. So, for example, it may be 75 degrees and sunny, or it could be 20 degrees with heavy snow. That's weather. Yeah. Climate is the average of that weather. For example, you can expect snow in the northeast in January or for it to be hot and humid in the southeast in July. This is climate. The climate record also includes extreme values such as uh, recorded high temperatures or record low, uh, record amounts of rainfall. If you've ever heard your local weather person say, today we'll hit a record high for this day, she is talking about climate records. Yeah. So when we are talking about climate change, we are talking about changes in long-term averages of daily weather. In most places, weather can change from minute to minute, hour to hour, day to day, and season to season. Climate, however, is the average of weather over time and space. So for, like, Basically, climate is something that you can expect from any given place. We live in Southern California. If it started snowing right now, yeah. that would be a major climate change, exactly, rather than just a weather change, because right. it would change the average. If it got down to fifteen degrees in that would be a climate in LA, change. that would be a major shift in climate because it would it would change the average of right. what the lows are in yeah. this area. It's a really good way of putting it. So there's a big, big difference between weather and climate. And yeah. with the last several years hitting record lows year after year, the climate is changing. Yeah. And it's changing because of what we've done to our environment. Yeah. So said my piece on that.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, we're probably getting toward Close. the end. Yes. I do have something that I really want to discuss with you. Yes. And they, everything here has to do with Ted Bundy. Oh, fantastic. So, Netflix came out with a series. I started watching it, yes. I'm on episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had read Stranger Beside Me. It's an amazing book. I've done a lot of, like, other reading and watching about Ted Bundy. It's an, it's a very interesting documentary. I really, really like it. There is some disturbing motherfuckers who are still like, he's so cute and blah, blah, blah. And, Which, like, first of all... And I saw your Honey. Facebook post that made me laugh. He is—he is very mediocre looking. But the thing is, is that we're looking—the standards of like serial killer is so low. Yeah, but on like why how are they you comparing work. him to other serial killers? Like, you should just be comparing him
0: to like—if you think he's cute, he should just be cute. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because if you're saying he's cute compared
1: to other serial killers, like, the, why are you I even taking them are, into account? But I don't think people are thinking that logically. I think that people are just. Like, that's probably in their subconscious, but like we talked about before, we talked about true crime, there's this whole subculture that idolizes these people, or there are people who don't, or maybe it seems so long ago, or it's whatever, where they can just see, because he wasn't a bad looking guy he was a very average looking guy he was but, but this was motherfucker was
0: charming. was looking fucking 40 when he was 30 i'm like sir stay out yeah. of the sun yeah Your wrinkles are intense but
1: like he was so charming that he was able to get away with a lot of but things here's, and here's that's- the thing
0: about that too i don't know that i find him that charming i but i do think but he charmed so many people
1: i'm not saying that like we would be charmed by no, no, him no no
0: i i because I'm listening to his tapes and I'm like, this motherfucker's not charming, like in yeah. the way that he speaks or anything. Like to me, he doesn't seem charming. But what I but what I had, about I, when he was
1: in court? And stuff? I had a
0: conversation with my coworker about how he must have had that psychopath's ability to be charming in your face. And
1: he was charming to the women that he had in his life, like his romantic relationships. His romantic relationships. He sir. was able to do it with the women that he you know, killed, he was able to use it with the legal system. There were a lot of ways that he was manipulative because of how he looked on paper. I, I agree. In his behavior. I think that he was, um,
0: with the women he killed, I find it a little bit harder because I'm like, most of those women he either came in while they were sleeping True. or he tricked them in other ways, by by appearing vulnerable, by putting on a cast or something like that, or
1: saying he was a police officer, right. or things like that. Let You're right. charming, that's not charming them into, into mani- a situation. But
0: he was obviously charming enough to get by through the legal system and all those things. And yeah. I get it;
1: like on paper, he looks harmless. He but- was a young Republican. Mm-hmm. He was a Mormon. Yeah. He- uh, was part of the Boy Scouts. He, you know, had a good family life but I read all a, this stuff. But I read a
0: headline that, I didn't read the article, but the headline made me laugh, and I was like, actually, that's it, I think. Because the headline was like, Ted Bundy wasn't particularly smart, handsome, or charming. He was just white.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like... Too fucking Shay. He like, was like yeah.
0: white and college-educated. Mm-hmm. And wore suits. Mm-hmm. He didn't look like an average criminal, it's which true. I totally understand. It's
1: true. Well, and this is the second part of this that I want to get into, was that this week, the trailer, and I can never remember the name because it's so fucking long. So fucking long. long. The trailer for Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Vile, and Evil came out mm-hmm. about the life of Ted Bundy. Through the eyes of Liz Kendall, who is actually Liz Kofler, I think is how you pronounce her name. But when she wrote her book, which I'm for sure gonna read before oh, I see the yes. yeah, um, she changed. She used like a pseudonym, and so the director is Joe Berlinger. He's an Oscar-nominated director, and he. Uh, they put out this trailer, and basically the biggest complaint has been that it seems like they are romanticizing him. The music is very upbeat, almost like an action movie. Mm-hmm. There's lots of quick cuts. Like It, it is a, a trailer that's very different, I think, than a lot of us expected. And at first, I had the same reaction. Mm-hmm. But... I believe that that's the point they're trying to get across. I agree. I don't think that they're trying to anger people or I don't think they're trying to say that Ted Bundy was a good person. I think what they're trying to do is show you right away in the trailer the manipulation of the story and the drama that he created and how everybody kind of went along with it. And, you know, you see in the trailer where a woman's like, I think he could... I think I don't think he did it. Well, that's, you know? that happened a lot. It yeah. did. And he's with this woman who he loves who's got a daughter, and she's susp- she called 911 on him. She said, I think that this is the Ted you're looking for. And it shows, you know, her her doubts, her mm-hmm. but her love for him and all of those things. So I think that it was actually a really smart move I, to kind of take the audience along with that. I don't know about the
0: trailer because... Because the trailer did strike in me something that was just like, I hope they handle this movie with sensitivity. Same.
1: I definitely um, still
0: worry about I, I, that. that. That's my concern. Yeah. But as far as the casting, because the castings received a lot of criticism because it's Zac Efron and they're like, you cast this heartthrob in this role. And I'm like, I get that. I like it, though.
1: And I think, and honestly, I think casting was spot on.
0: I think the casting makes sense because, to me, I don't find Ted Bundy attractive. Like, but a lot honey, of please did. wax that goddamn unibrow. But for a Hollywood version, which is always more attractive... Um, He's perfect. I think he makes
1: a lot of sense, and it's it's making a point, right? Because we've chosen this childhood heartthrob, we're showing how easy it is to be deceived by someone, right? Because Because they don't look like a killer, exactly. So I agree. the The director Joe Berlinger says, "I am, of course, very troubled that the trailer may be giving people, giving some people, the false impression that our movie in any way romanticizes the actions of this horrendous serial killer. So I want to assure those concerned about our film." concerned that our film in no way glorifies Bundy or his atrocious acts, nor was the trailer intended to give that impression. He also says the film is a serious portrait of how Bundy deceived the people closest to him and his manipulation of the American media Mm -hmm. allowed him to flourish and evade detection and capture for so long. Yeah, I'm
0: withholding judgment about the film until I see it.
1: I get why people are so upset, but I do think that we have a lot of that stuff very much under the microscope right now, and I think that there are people that can initially get very upset about something without realizing the power of storytelling. Right? right. The way that we tell stories <clears throat> differently will create different reactions right. from us. And in a way, it's kind of a reaction you want people to have. You want people to be be revolted by the way that he was Portrayed in the media, and right? You
0: do, you do. That's very true. Is like we need to examine this so it doesn't happen again. Like just because yeah. you have a Brock Turner who like is a good-looking blonde Stanford swimmer, yeah. doesn't mean that oh, he's what is not that movie coming right? out. Doesn't oh mean that he's not also a fucking monster. I'm like gonna get these, and start writing my screenplay. <laughs> these two can exist, you know, at the same time, mm-hmm. and oftentimes do. I think that that is
1: something that needs to be pointed out. Well, and it's a big. Finger pointing at privilege.
0: Absolutely. It really is. Because both of
1: them are stories of extreme privilege and cockiness and ability to get away with things that no person of color would ever be able to do. Agreed.
0: And like, I will say though, Everybody who's like, oh my god, he was so smart. Like he was such a genius. He wasn't. Just he like, always wanted to. He be the best was in school, so but he not wasn't. Smart. And I'm just like, listen, guys. He was
1: fine. Like but he, he was wasn't fine. a genius. He was
0: average. He was mediocre. Yeah. And like the, the people who are like, he managed to escape jail. He was so smart. I'm like, no, nah, you were just so stupid. Yeah. Like, that's what happened fucking, here. They
1: were like, oh, you want to go to the law library? That's for fine. A little... It's sure. fine. And then he just jumps out a fucking window. Yeah. I'm like, Peace. guys, that's
0: on you. And you have to tell the story that you think he's smart because you. You don't want to admit that you were that dumb. Yeah. Like that's what happened here. But anyway. But
1: anyway. Um, um, yes. I had other fun stuff that we could talk about, but it's not a big deal.
0: Yeah. I um, do have some um, listener mail, but we're running long. So I will make sure that we have time next week okay. to cover some of our listener mail. Let's do that. Um, Sienna, I got about. your email. Yes. We will talk about that next we will. week. We definitely Thank will. you for writing in to us. Thank you, Sienna. Yeah.
1: So you guys, thank you so much for listening to this mini episode. You can follow us on Instagram at angryneighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. We are Wait, on. Wait,
0: hold on. You can follow us on Instagram at
1: angryneighborhoodfeminist. <laughs> you can
0: email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. What's my
1: name? It's Where okay. Am I? Who am I? Uh, we are on Facebook. We have a business page and a group that you can check out. We have a Twitter that I said I was going to post something this week and at. I- didn't uh it is at podcast, YANF podcast y-a-n-f podcast um please write us a review on apple podcast or you. on facebook you're good you can get us on apple
0: podcast we will feature you on reviews day tuesday either Woo. there or on facebook yeah yeah oh and also my live show is coming up yes. for my worst date just gonna mention it because I can. If you February would like 8th. to come February 8th and 9th in North Hollywood, if you are local to LA, come meet up with me. Madigan may be going uh, on I, I think
1: I should be able to go.
0: Yeah, she may be going on the 8th. If she's not there, I'm sorry if you came to meet her. Mm-hmm.
1: But, uh, they're here to see me. If
0: you wanna come meet both of us, February 8th, I think we should both be at the Actors yeah. Workout Studio in North Hollywood with the Keep It Weird girls who are also super Ugh, awesome. So best. please do. And you can find tickets for that at com. Sweet. So with all of
1: that being said, we encourage you to, to rage rage on. on. Bye. Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless,
0: I have the answer.
1: It's a podcast called Sleepwave with
0: meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode, so search Sleepwave on your favorite podcast app. And find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice.
1: Hey there, this is Justin
0: Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby
1: Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut.